Standby, Phil. Five, Standby, music. Four, Standby, now. Three, two, one. And fade up. The Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Mike Wazowski. Open your eyes. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! King Kong ain't got on me! What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Well, welcome everyone again to our third mini-pod, our foray into alternate options for podcasts. We do not necessarily pick movies that are going to be full episodes, but we're going to pick the quick other hits. films, some maybe lesser, not lesser known, but sort of maybe we wouldn't be able to talk about it for too long on it necessarily <laughs> or talk too much about how bad it may about how yeah. bad it is like you know, with the grinch um so this mini pod our mini pod number three we're going to talk about 2001's the fast and the furious not to be confused with fast and furious correct uh the fast and the furious of 2001 directed by rob cohen written famously by a sixth grade stunt coordinator <laughs> I guess technically it's written by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Bergquist, and David Ayer of all people. David Ayer actually. What? Yeah, I think he had a hand in like polishing this. I guess. I hope he had that effort. I cause... guess. I mean, I wow. hope he got paid a lot of money for this. Uh, starring Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, <laughs> and Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> We have The Fast and the Furious. I guess we'll do a quick synopsis, which is basically uh, an L.A. police officer goes undercover to discover who has been hijacking shipments of, wait for it, DVD players. Panasonic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Date your movie much. And well, to be fair, there were TV VCR combos I guess, in some way. My God. <laughs> the hijacking of DVD players. And he becomes enamored with the world of street racing. His loyalties are tested as he gets deeper and must choose to turn in his friends or let them go. But the nicest way. That's about as much plot as actually was in the movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, so there we go. Yes. So the way our mini pods are going to work is we're just going to kind of go back and forth a little bit and treat this like our high fidelity segment of top five. Top five. So five different things. And our first number one is going to be Drinking Buddies. Come on, not my fucking beer. Uh, and we do these separately. Tim and I watch these separately, but we, so each of us drink two yep. beers. Um, so my two beers were, uh, again, from LTD, uh, who's becoming a common theme. Uh, they call it the tripping, or excuse me, tripping through time. Huh. It's their triple IPA, their triple hazy IPA. Oh, the hazy. Yeah. Like, Tripping through one? time. Right. Uh... And so it was a, um, it's a triple hopped. I guess I don't know if it's triple IPA. It's like a 10 and a half percent, which could be. I mean, That's formidable. But it was really good. And I, man, I, I was very impressed by it. So it wasn't like 
the best triple IPA I've ever sure. had, obviously, but it was really good. So it was a good hazy. Hmm, and my that. second one was a collab between Folly Knife Brewing Company and Dangerous Man called Mutagen Man, hmm. which also I think is a hazy IPA. I'm going to admit fully that I had had a few at this point, so I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. Uh, it's necessary to get through this movie. Yeah. I, I gave it a four out of five. Uh, again, it's solid okay. beer. I feel like Dangerous Man brought it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, right? I, I agree. I think yeah. had Falling Knife just made the beer, yeah. it would have been a little bit better. But it was yeah. good. It was a good hazy IPA. So yes. I had those two. Ooh, I like that. How about you? I had Stone's Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA. Wow. Which felt like, you know, that was all the rage back in the day. And then they re- you know released it again. So it felt hmm. like, hey... That's what these movies are all about. Is like the huge. For some reason, it's still around. So, I'll try that. Black uh, IPA. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, and I remember. I love black IPAs. But anyway, it was to, a yeah. four and a half for me. Wow, it's, nice. uh, quite tasty. And then the flip side to that was enjoying the Third Street Brew House, uh, Minnesota's Minnesota Gold Lager, which is kind of like a, a shame beer of like it's so good. It's so cheap and wonderful. I don't want to drink Mick Gold or other crap, but this is a nice, like, highbrow crap beer. Sure. That's what I felt had to happen watching this movie. It's like, I, yeah. can't, I can't give good stuff to this. Hey, speaking so. of black IPAs, Third Street used to have, like, one of my favorite black IPAs. Really? Yeah. Do you remember oh, that? Yes, actually. Well, that was good. I honestly can't remember the name of it right now, and currently I don't want to edit it out, so we're no. just going to say look it up. <laughs> look it up. But they did have a yeah. really good black IPA back in the day, back when craft beer was actually new, yes. and we thought Third Street was craft brew and yeah. instead of actually a macro brew. Yes. No, it was good. And then currently we are drinking uh, the limited release Red Chair Northwest Pale Ale from Deschutes, so a terrific beer. I love it. I had Tasty. forgotten this beer. It's been a while. All right, so our second part of this is going to be our social network where we look back at some reviews of the movie. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Glowingly positive. Glowing reviews. <laughs> so there were more, so, there were more I was positive reviews I was of this. I was shocked. Then I was like, what? Yes. Some 9 out of 10 kind of stuff? Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Overall, not necessarily loved. But there were more... It's like 50-50. Right. There yes. were more positive reviews on this, including by Ebert. I was like, what? What? Are you kidding me? Anyway, so you can go first on this one. What do you uh, got? I loved Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. <laughs> said director Rob Cohen, consider this one another career-killing skid mark. Which wow. is funny because, like, another, another? career-killing... Like, yeah. He's just, like, lambasting this guy. Be like... Here it is again, another yeah. piece of crap. Uh, although he directed six movies after, or six movies after this, but yeah, it. Uh, I love that one. <laughs> so mine was from USA Today, and it just said that this was a high grade B flick about illegal street racing among gangs in Los Angeles. applies apl- applies the brakes only for the bare minimum of plot injection. Mm. I was like, yep, yep. It just feels exactly like oh, that. Oh, yes. So, Tim, what was your first... you have a takeaway? What well, I have a got? takeaway, but I, I think it sets the stage a bit for the fact of... So, when lockdown happened a little less than a year ago yep. for everybody, my wife and I decided, you know, these movies are big. They're a huge franchise. And I'd never seen them, actually, prior to 2020. I actually... I had, yeah. I had I not seen any seen of them. I've seen this movie fully all the way through. And Bits and pieces so and stuff. Yeah. we decided to watch... So, you know, let's see what these are. Like, right. cool, they must be popular. So we watched only the first one, 
<laughs> and then clearly watch other stuff. So I have watched this movie never until a year ago. Right. And watching it last night, I can honestly say I, rem- I remembered about 25% of it. Yeah. Because that was the impact this movie had on me. Truly less than a year ago, watching it being like, blah. So that set the stage for watching again to be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a big deal. And it was, yes, okay, sure. Oh, oh yeah, that, mm, that's true, yeah. It was such a useless movie to me mm-hmm. that even a year after watching it, I truly had no great memory of it. Mm-hmm. And so that was like maybe like a setting the stage of this mm-hmm. movie for me of watching yeah. it for this. Yes. I'll do you one better. I watched it last night. Yes. For about the first time, I think, ever, fully, all the way through. Yep. Front to back. And I woke up this morning, and I could not remember how the movie ended. <laughs> I totally remember. I was like, so I had to watch the last 15 minutes again. And I was not, I promise, like that no, drunk where no. I would like forget the movie. I was up for another couple hours watching yes. TV and Good stuff. stuff. Right. I could not for the life of me remember it. No. It's just forgettable. Yes. My, yeah, my first take off of this was, uh, yeah, it feels like somebody with severe ADHD decided to take a Michael Bay film and write a movie based on that. Like yes. take Gone in 60 Seconds and somehow shorten it and make it with less story. Yes. And make no sense along the way. Yes. And full disclosure, my son has ADHD. I'm not making fun of anyone on this. I'm just saying yes. you end up with this story that's just unhinged and with no... I, I My notes at one point... Five minutes in, what the hell, question mark. At this point, a heist has taken place. Paul Walker races himself yes. at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> tuna with no crust and random shots fired. You're just like, this is five minutes in and nothing, a lot has happened and yet no story has advanced. And then 30 minutes in, it was the same thing. Somehow, there's been a hijacking street race, love scene, car explosion, and I have no freaking clue what is happening. Like, so much happens, and yet nothing happens of substance. Like, yes. it was just this weird series of events. So my first take was just that, of this weird ADHD story that just threw everything at the wall and was like, I don't know, it looks cool, so let's just throw that on there. So that came to me of thinking about, um, from a plot standpoint, watching it, and I did some searching today, and I found this great thing online of this Venda, or like a, a questionnaire of, <laughs> Are you watching Fast and the Furious or Point Break? Is the hero a puckish young FBI or police agent? Yes. Does he deduce that extreme sportsmen are responsible for a rash of crimes? Yes. Does he track them by going undercover to take part in the sport? Yes. Does he initially target the wrong set of criminals? Yes. Does he fall in love with a waitress in the villain's circle? Yes. Does he band with a main criminal over shrimp in a beach restaurant? Yes. Does the gang blow his cover and then coerce him into helping with one last job? Oh, yes. Does it go badly wrong with half the gang getting badly wounded? Yes. After this bloodbath, does the hero let the villain go free at the end like some massive idiot? Yes. Is Vin Diesel in it? Yes. It's Fast and the Furious. Nope. It's Point Break. And I was like, yes. But it was so dumb. Like, absurdly dumb. Watching it watched that set with my wife and we were laughing at like the hairstyles the clothing mm-hmm. the music like just that 
like the worst distillation of early 2000s mm-hmm. of the MTVification of the world and mm-hmm. this like oh you got Nas like this nitrous oxide it's so dumb yes yeah. I I don't understand like oftentimes we'll see in a movie where a bomb is counting down yeah. right like 30 seconds and that 30 seconds takes like two minutes yes. you know and this is the same way somehow the first race that supposedly takes place over a quarter mile yeah <laughs> takes two and a half minutes of film yes and somehow they reach 150 miles an hour yes what <laughs> do you understand it's he owes him the entire crux of this movie was he owes him a ten second car. Yeah. Cause that's right? how long it takes to drive a quarter mile yes. in these cars. Ten yes. second car in their theory. And yet all of these scenes take minutes. And they're somehow like days of thunder where you're just it's like, what is this? This is so <laughs> stupid. I mean But even more so, it's not just that they race somehow supremely fastly slow. Yeah. But when they hit the the Nas? They apparently bend the space-time continuum. Yeah, they're all shaking. Like, and, yeah. like, the white is, like, yes. <laughs> like Star Wars. I was like, what? You're in downtown L.A. in some of these areas. Yeah. And you're hitting these streets, and you're just like, I am traversing through space I, and time. Yeah. <laughs> I, the whole time, I was sitting here, like, yes. what is happening right now? What, like, what, there's no, is there a story here? No. Underlined. Like, Nothing happens, and, no. and it's so unbelievable, and yes. that, that stood out to me. So there you go. Yeah, that was the thing for me. Like, I love the talk in 2001 when this came out mm-hmm. about Dom, the mysterious bad boy. Sure. He finds out about Paul Walker's Brian <laughs> and Grace, and he'd be like, I can find out. It's the internet, man. You can find anything about anyone. What is that? Yeah. Like... It's 2001. I'm sorry. This is so stupid. Like, in terms of he's some muscle car gearhead villain street racer. Yeah. And yet some, like, espionage level, like, hacker on the side. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, like, pick a lane, man. (laughs) I just was like, this is so dumb that he's thinking, like, yeah, the internet, you can find it. Like, no. Even now, it's hard. I just was like, okay. Like, what a insanely dumb thing with i can find your information brian well if you would have you would have known he was a cop Mm -hmm. so you're terrible at your efforts yeah (laughs) how did this movie spawn this movie i yeah my last point was not only this movie the next two movies by all accounts are terrible that's what I heard when we were going to watch it you last know, you year. Too Fast and Too Furious yes. and then Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Everybody's like, all just get through them. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. Nobody thinks they're good. It's yeah. not until uh, Justin Lin and The Rock show up yes. to save this franchise. And and I will watch them. Yes. But it's it's not until that happens that suddenly... And Justin Lin has gone on and he's legitimately a great director. Yes. And The Rock is amazing. Um, but you just... how Who greenlit this? Who had the balls yes. to say yes to this after three bad movies? It's really actually impressive. It's also really sad. True. Of the <laughs> like, state of action movies. Of the movies state of not only action movies, but also the consumer. That 
these idiots will take whatever we give exactly. them. Exactly. Oh, I agree. I was, yes. my, I was like, this movie created a $2 billion franchise? I 11 films total that will end up in this? I, I cannot this think. One? Yes. I cannot think of a similar type of like Genesis story to what came mm. after in terms of no. how the hell did this become right. a juggernaut? Yeah. In the last 20 is. years, we're talking Marvel Comic Universe. Yes. Talking Star Wars as yes. they rehashed it. Yes. Uh, Harry Potter. The mm-hmm. franchise, mm-hmm. you know, we're tight. There are franchises in the last twenty years yes. that are like up there. You go like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And all stuff. Mission Impossible is another. Yes, one. there's all these other movies and their franchises, and you go like, oh sure, that makes a ton of sense. Yes, and you go, this movie. Yeah, this movie. Yes, we'll have to watch them as we go along. I guess. Did you have any uh, last thoughts on this one? Do you have any trivia or anything? Do you have a trivia nugget? It's not a trivia thing, but one thing I was like finding out as I was looking about this like was kind of odd and trivial, but weird, kind of cool. So we did X-Men, obviously, in mm-hmm. our podcast from 2000. And then now we've got The Fast and The Furious from mm-hmm. 2001. Those franchises had essentially the same release year for the sequels. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like So 2003 was X2 and Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. 06, Last Stand and Tokyo Drift. 09, X-Men, Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and Fast and Furious. 11 was First Class mm-hmm. and Fast Five. And then 2013 was The Wolverine and Fast and Furious 6. And 2014, was a li- it was supposed to be Days of Future Past and then Furious 7, but that got pushed back because of Walker's mm-hmm. death. And then 2017 was Logan and the Fate of the Furious. And then 2019 was X-Men Dark Phoenix and Hobbs and Shaw. Like, Crazy. That was a weird kind of synchronicity to me of like, these movies and as we saw, like X-Men wasn't great in holding up. But mm-hmm. still, you could had, you could see it had like the connection to the comics before. But that was just an odd kind of weird hmm. timeline for me. So anyway, it wasn't a quiz show thing, but it was just like interesting. Like, that's eh, kind of weird. So I looked up some stuff about Jordana Brewster because... She was all the rage, man. Yeah. Neither she nor Michelle Rodriguez had their driver's license or permit at this time. (laughs) Now, neither one of them are shown driving, but in a film about driving, neither one of them actually had their permit. What? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I mean, they were of age, obviously. They, they were True. Older. Yeah. And Michelle but... Rodriguez, who apparently hasn't aged a day in the last yeah, 20 years. Yeah, I know. Years. That's crazy. Uh, no, it is it is what it is. Uh, so, our mini pods, we have two movies that we could rant for an hour on how bad we hate them. In The Grinch and this. so weird, uh, man. This. this movie's so dumb. Yeah. And then we had the high fidelity. So, hopefully True. our next mini pod will be something that we... Enjoy more, yes. but we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to our random rant about our hatred for a... Hatred's a strong... No, it's, it's more yeah. of like a... It's a, yeah, it's a disbelief. Yeah. How this became... Yeah, hate Hate is definitely the wrong word. Yeah, this movie's a hate. This was like... It's uh, a terrible uh, movie. Ever. It just is so dumb. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, thanks for listening. Thank you. And have a great night. <laughs> Appreciate it. Have a good one.